Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam. I'm here the day after it came out because I listened to audiobooks while I'm at work. Um, I just keep the book running. You know, I have headphones in all day, so I can listen to audiobooks all day. Pretty nice thing to, do, to be able to do. It, it allowed me to catch up on things that I've been not able to read because it's, uh, what's it called? Uh, you know, reading takes time. Like, you know, time it's actually reading, you know, and not doing other things. It's a, uh, I don't want to say it's a rich man's hobby reading, but you definitely need to, you know, have, uh, what's it called? definitely need to have the, uh, I just saw the funniest thing, there's a guy who's walking on the street, there's money all over the street, um, because presumably he was doing something, uh, on his phone with money and it all flew out the window, like for, like, Instagram or something, um, but either way, that's not why we're here, uh, we are here to talk about the book You Love Me, the third You book after you and Hidden Bodies. Um, I read both, I watched the show, uh, and I was interested to see what this third book is. Now, the book has diverged greatly, I mean, I don't want to say the book diverged in the show, I mean, the show diverged, I mean, really it's a mutual divergence from show and book, uh, into two very different animals. And I, I don't want to say that it's something that happened because the, the TV show has surpassed the book, or the book has surpassed the TV show or the fact that they're being produced at simultaneous, like simultaneously. But I think the thing that's worth noting is it's so... Like, everything about them, from the subtle little nuance of character to, like, functionally everything about it, uh, are so vastly just different between the TV show or the Netflix original series, um, between that and the, um, the book, um... It's designed that way. Um, because the TV show... Joe is not a redeemable character in either. You don't want Joe to succeed. But in the TV show, you get the sense that Joe wants to, you know, be a better person. He wants to change. And it's like someone struggling with an addiction, almost. Um, in the in the book, you don't really get that. Because you get this narcissistic tendency about him where he... Like, what's it called? He almost, like, is, um... How do I put this? He's... He's not afraid of who he is, but he's, like... I don't know. It's like... He's got this narcissism to him. The narcissism uh, is really about how nothing's ever his fault. And that's a key part of who he is. Like, anytime anything goes wrong in his life, or in his relationships, or in his anything, um, it's never because of something he did, it's always because of, uh, something, some, someone else did, um, and I'm gonna spoil the hell out of this book, so if you don't want to be spoiled, then this is not a great place to listen to a review, 
the title is Beware of Spoilers, so that is the spoiler warning, and this is a continuation of said spoiler warning, so that way, you know, you know what you're getting into if you continue listening past this point. And let's get down to the nitty-gritty of this. Now, like I said, Joe is not a good guy, and Joe has been through a lot. I mean, it doesn't excuse what he did. It's kind of like, you know, two lines on the mind. It's like from the 90s Flash TV show. It's like, I'm probably going to say you had a rough childhood, but that doesn't excuse what you've done. And also Brooklyn Nine-Nine, full motive, still murder. Now, he has gotten away with, um, you know, with literal murder. He's gotten away with the murder of Peach. He's gotten away with the murder of Beck. He's gotten away with the murder of... Uh, 40, he's gotten away with the murder of, uh, or his role in the death of, Mur- of, uh, 40, uh, that other guy he killed, uh, Benji, uh, he's got quite the body count, oh, Candace, um, and he let Amy go, um, so going into this, um, he is, you know, he's like, I've gotten away with it, he realized that, like, I have gotten away, mostly scot free from this whole thing, um, and I do not want to end up back in this situation. Um, but he has now moved to the Pacific Northwest without love and without his son, who's named 40, and is now, you know, back to his, kind of his old ways, where he's, you know, he's looking around, and he, he meets a, um, it's his first day on the job, he meets uh, the woman who runs the library he's volunteering at, and he almost immediately goes back to his old ways. Not entirely his old ways, because he doesn't go stalking, like, he, he doesn't really go stalking as much. He doesn't really go uh, as deep into, you know, the theft and, you know, the murder as he did in the first one. But you do get shades. And it does feel like if someone had read you and then wrote their own version of it, because a lot of the what happens kind of mirrors his first experience. And... I could have seen this up until about halfway through, or even through the end, I mean, until the epilogue, I could have seen this book being a hallucination he has while in prison, where this is his ideal life now, and everything has gone, like, everything's kind of gone, until he gets shot, really, uh, everything's kind of gone okay, and, you know... It's all made up in his head because he thinks he's outsmarted everyone around him. He's the he's the smartest guy on the planet, and it you can you, that is something that you know when you read the book you can kind of see that. But he, it, it's just this kind of um, like I don't particularly think that he's nearly as likable in these books as he is in you know the as he is in the TV show. That's not to say he's likable in the TV show, but with, with the TV show, we're not just getting his account of events. We're watching what happens. We're not watching it through his eyes. We're watching what happens. Uh, I talked about this a little bit on 30-minute reviews I put up yesterday, where because of the forced perspective shift of going to television, you kind of lose that. And when you read the book, because it's all being told by him in the first person, speaking to, by the end of the book, the deceased uh, Mary Kay, um... My list really made a cameo. Holy fuck! Um, the the now deceased Mary Kay. Um, it, it's kind of like he um, he doesn't really like like you can see where he's like 
can't really tell if he's telling the truth the entire time. And as the book goes on, it's like there's another moment similar to the end of the first, uh, the first book, You, where he's talking about loading up his car with all the stuff, and, um, and he's got, like, clothing that he stole from Mary Kay, and it's like, that wasn't included, he didn't talk about that earlier. So again, you have this thing where he knows there's a barrier he shouldn't cross, but he crosses it anyway. And he's ashamed of it. And he knows that there's no explanation as to why he did that, that the reader, in this case Mary Kay, would accept. Like, there is no good explanation. Like, everything else you can kind of explain, and that's why he tells her. It's like, I can tell you this because I have a reason, and this is why I did X, Y, and Z. So it all kind of in his head makes sense and you, you, he can rationalize it but there are certain things that he knows he can't do but he then has to tell you because he's getting to a part of story, story where that is important and he cannot rationalize it he cannot explain to you well I mean the reader but he, or the reader in this case Mary Kay he cannot explain why he did that and in that and the thing is too is like a lot of the story beats are kind of um, related to what happened with uh, what happened with Beck, and that's one of the real things that I noticed with this book more so than Hidden Bodies is that every character kind of has an analog or something related to what happened in the first U book, which really helps aid this idea that I had the entire way through, where it's like this is gonna turn out this is all a fantasy with a soul in his head, and what like uh, the 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 first friend he kills, Marlene. No, I forgot what her name was. Um, but the first friend, he, well, he doesn't kill her, she kills herself in his custody, which is, you know, still he killed her. I mean, had he not kill, kidnapped her, she wouldn't have killed herself. But, um, going for the, uh, w like, when that happens, and he's got the, um, uh, what's it called? He's got the, uh, when he has her in custody and she kills herself, like, that kind of imitates Peach. And then he's plotting to uh, use the drug addiction to push off, uh, what's it called, um, uh, what's it called, uh, to push off the husband, uh, Dave, I think his name was, um, but in an effort to push him off the wagon and, and, uh, and then have him kill himself, it's like the character's self-absorbed, doesn't care about, uh, it's like the relationship between the two was like they flipped and they had Peach die early and then you have Benji through the entire book is kind of what that what happens here is that you gotta break up the codependent relationship between the the druggy you know boyfriend and this guy's husband and then you know move on that way it kind of feels like it's just the same kind of thing he's doing again but the script being flipped um what was the other thing that I wanted to address with this I mean there's a lot of nonsensical stuff that kind of happens in this too where it's like the first one I think the first one kind of had this too, where it kind of is like, you know, it feels kind of straightforward and it feels like, you know, kind of believable to an extent. Um, until you get to the, what's it called? The, um, until you get to the third act in the first one, or the very end of the first one, with, uh, with Dr. Nikki and her, you know, sleeping with the, uh, the reception, uh, not the reception, the, uh, um, the therapist, I feel like the book is kind of believable in a weird way. Like, you can kind of, like, this is not too far-fetched. But then the fact that this girl is also fucking her therapist, you 
you kind of blow the um, what's it called? You kind of blow the uh, um, I know what this is called suspension of disbelief. That's what it is. You blow the suspension of disbelief, and um, like that that happens there. That doesn't really like the, in this book. It's like it kind of takes a more thriller angle toward the end, where it's like. You know, the explanation as to how everything happened happens at the very end with the, uh, the reveal that it was really the daughter, um, who was, you know, who had feelings for him, and the daughters, it kind of comes out of left field, and it kind of feels, you know, out of the spirit of what the books are, it feels kind of like, like at the end of the third Hunger Games book, when, um, what's it called, when, uh, um, when they're like, all right, let's hold another Hunger Games of just capital kids. It's like, it, it doesn't really make sense for where the characters are at that point. And the same thing happens here, where it's like, and now this teenager wants to fuck them too. It's like, again, we don't know how accurate that is, because again, it's all from Joe's perspective, but it still feels kind of weird and kind of out of the narrative flow of the story. Um, what else is that, that I want to talk about with this? Oh, about things like taken almost verbatim from you, it's like, there's a scene where he's, uh, setting up the, uh, the incident with the husband, he's setting up the, the ultimate breakup, where he's, you know, getting him to skip out on date night, and then he goes to, um, he goes to Seattle with the husband to do that, and, um, and then Mary Kay shows up to break up with the husband in person, because he didn't show up for date night, um, the couple's movie night thing at the, uh, at the library, and he thinks he saw her, and he's, you know, rushing home, and I'm like, this is just the scene in Port Jefferson, um, at the Dickens Festival, it's like, it's the same kind of thing as that, where it's like, he thinks that Beck sees him on the boat, and then he's rushing home, and he gets home, and then immediately Beck comes to his house, and the same thing happens here, where immediately Mary Kay comes to his house, and in more ways than one, she comes to his house, and then it's like, it, it, it's, it's all about a guy who sees all relationships as sex, and the sex is the ultimate defining thing of said relationship, and without, you know, said, you know, physical attributes, he doesn't think that a relationship is a relationship, um, so he really, like, that's what the problem is, he's perpetually stuck in this, you know, this, this point in his life where he doesn't think it's quite as, uh, I had I had a thought, but I lost it along the way. But the book's not bad. It's just it, you can. It, it feels like a, an echo of the first one in a weird way. Like it feels like the first one um, got rewritten. And like, had the first one not come out, this would be great. But like, the first one happened, and now we're doing this again. It feels like we're retreading the same water. Um, it's not necessarily entirely a bad thing, it's just, there's no real reason for it. And, and again, like, there's entire subplots in this, but there's, like, the whole thing with the Quins and, like, uh, like, what's his name? The, uh, the, the private detective who's also trying to get a, a, a TV show, and it's like, it, it's just, who cares? Like, like, it's just such a dumb subplot through the entire thing that just adds nothing besides, like, you know, so that way him saving, uh, 
that way when he gets saved by uh, I forgot the guy's name um, and when he gets saved uh, from um, from Curtis it's like it it, it it just doesn't make sense uh, it like it, it just that way it's not a check off like this guy jumps in it's not it's not a deus ex machina I mean where it's like this guy comes in and he's like ha ah, I saved you it's like it's just so stupid it's like his character and everything with it is just like forget. Well, we don't need this. It's just a way. This is just to pad the runtime. Um, so with that, we'll wrap up for today. Um, if you have not read you uh, and you have watched the TV show, I would very highly recommend that you take a minute or however long it takes to read or listen to the book or however you want to and read the book because it's such a perfect look at the like a certain subset of men when you when you do this deep dive character study into who Joe is because he is the incel he is the guy who thinks that it's not his fault that he can't get laid and that getting laid is the be all and end all of any relationship between a man and a woman um it's like especially in the first you book it's like because he talks about wanting a relationship wanting a life with Beck but at the same time, this relationship is almost always defined by where they are in terms of him having sex with Beck. And it's the same thing kind of with this, but he puts that more to the back burner in terms of trying to develop an actual relationship. In that regard, he has matured a little bit, but it still doesn't feel quite right. Where it's like, he, he still is, you know, he's still the same narcissist um, who's willing to do whatever it takes to get to where he is like I remember when I read the first book uh you book uh and he's talking about um what's it called uh he's talking about um like how he read certain he's reading a lot of books and he read Franny and Zoe and before he started reading it he decided that he wanted to be unique and he was gonna like it more than Catcher in the Rye and I was like that's strange like it, it like it's a like it's a certain like you you know this kind of person and it's like in this book he kind of almost becomes a caricature but at the same time not where it's like he 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 yells fake news a lot and it's like okay like we get it it's like he's cut from the same like kind of cloth that you know the average you know alt-right you know internet person would be but at the same time it's like it's not it's not like the be all and end all of like everything like, his politics are, like, kind of, like, you know, center, like, maybe even a little left, like, but, like, he, he's still, or maybe that's the personification he puts on for the reader, because the reader, like, the reader in both the instances will really get into what his politics are with both Beck and, um, what's it called, both Beck and Mary Kay, it really is, you know, him trying to, like, fit in with people who are more left-leaning and he realizes that getting into a politics debate is not worth the you know the effort or the aggravation so if you haven't read you read you then read hidden bodies then read this because it is a it is a series and you do have to kind of get context for a lot of what happens you can't jump into this book having watched the tv show because of how different the tv show is from the from the book 
both in how Joe is characterized and how, um, what's called, and, like, the actual fact pattern of events of characters being killed, how they're killed, you know, because, like, there's a pretty, like, substantial deviation, and if you can make the case that, you know, when he kills Peach in the TV show, it is self-defense, but in the book, it's not self, like, he goes out of his way to murder Peach, like, it, it, it's a very different animal that they that you know that you can't really get the same thing if you watch the first two seasons of the TV show and then jump in and read the book. You got to read the first two books and then jump into this. So it's a you're you're dealing with almost an entirely different character. So we'll wrap up there for today. Um, we will be back with another episode whenever something else new comes out that I can blast my way through. Uh, definitely for certain, um, Thrawn Greater Good is going to be the uh, one of the things upcoming. Uh, and then we'll see where we go uh, if anything comes out before then. But until then, have a great rest of your day. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.